that the girl from Ipanema? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it used to be, you know, you and I are old enough to remember it used to be pretty common, like hold music, you know? Oh yeah. Or like elevator music. Elevator music. Yeah. And so sometimes in class when, you know, I'll, I'll throw a question out there and I'm doing like that wait time, waiting for somebody to answer. I'll go. Yeah. And by the end of the year, my students all know it and it's like in their head and yeah. yeah. Nice. Guess what? I got a fever. You give me fever, fever in the morning, a fever all through the night. Welcome to episode 57 of the Dynasty Fever podcast. Uh, please make sure you subscribe, uh, rate, and review. That'll do us a favor. Uh, I'm Brian Ford here with my co-host as always, or not as last week, uh, Jesse Schneeman. Uh, Jesse, you were feeling under the weather last week. How are you? Hey, hey, much better. Much better. Thank you for asking. I was yeah. um, fever chills and not feeling awesome. So it was not COVID though. I've mm. tested negative for COVID, which is the flu, I guess. That's good to hear. Yeah, I, I made uh, our legions of fans suffer through a stream of conscious rambling about tight ends <laughs> for the most part. But, I listened yeah. to it. It was interesting. <laughs> it was ballsy. I would never. I'm, I'm petrified to do a podcast alone. Yeah. Um, the last time I did one alone was uh, like uh, uh, 22 draft sleepers. Yeah, and I uh, and I was like pumping up Taekwon Thornton. Yeah, it was it was fun. Taekwon, okay, nice, right on. So, oh yeah, I think I remember that. So last week, episode fifty six that I did alone was the Lawrence Taylor episode, and so uh, this one, uh, episode fifty seven, is the Mo Lewis episode, right? which I had to Google. Yeah. Okay. I vaguely remember Mo Lewis, linebacker for the Jets. Right. And so um, do you know my, my Mo Lewis fun fact that I always like to say? No, I don't. Mo Lewis is responsible for Tom Brady's career. Why is that? He's the guy that knocked out Bledsoe in that uh, game. Gotcha. Okay. And the Tom Brady era began. Okay. Yeah, I was watching that game in a bar. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's your fun fact for the day. Yeah. Well, all right. So <laughs> Bryce Pop. Do you remember Bryce Pop, the linebacker for the Packers? Yeah. Yeah. Vaguely. Yeah. yeah. He broke Randall Cunningham's leg. And uh, consequently, Randall Cunningham was let go in contract year and signed with the Vikings and led to Randy Moss's. Um, greatest rookie year of all time. Mm-hmm. How about that? Connect the dots. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So it looks like Brady owes Mo Lewis a, some a cut of his fortune. And, uh, <laughs> I'm sure that's going to happen. <laughs> Moss owes uh, Bryce Papa buck or two here or there, right? I'm a steak dinner and a beer. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, today is sort of uh, in the. Uh, in the uh, spirit of the fever theme of the podcast, we're doing a checkup. All right. 
Uh, and I guess it's a, a, a checkup halfway through the, the NFL season. Uh, and if you're a contender, you know, let's, let's do a checkup. What, where are you at? What should you be doing? Who should you be targeting, et cetera? And then we're also going to do the same for, for, uh, for rebuilders. Do a, do a checkup, not just from the neck up. Um, Jesse's going to do contenders. I'm going to do rebuilders, which probably fits the pattern of our dynasty portfolio at the moment. So that's, <laughs> that's not probably. true. I have both. <laughs> uh, I just do don't have anything to, in the middle. Do you want to start off? Sure. Yeah. So we'll start off with contenders. Um, I guess we all know to go after, uh, you know, to go after rebuilders and whatever veteran players that they have on, on their roster. That's pretty basic level information, right? If someone is um, rebuilding and they still have Derrick Henry, it's, you know, that's a no brainer. Um, what to pay for him, I guess is, is a little, um, a little dicier. I, I would, um, I would say a, a 25 first and a 24 or 25 second is fair. So don't go overboard for Derrick Henry, um, but also don't let him um, go to one of your contenders. All right. So that, or when, I'm sorry, one of the other contenders, when it, um, one of your competitors. So that that's kind of one of my big points here is that you have to weigh not only whether you think a player is going to improve your team and whether you think what, what you're giving up is going to hurt your team more than this player will hurt you know, help your team. That's basic trade strategy, but you also have to weigh whether or not this player is going to improve one of your competitors teams enough to where, you know, you're on the outside looking in. So Mm -hmm. I think that's extremely important. And I don't think enough people take that into consideration when they're deciding whether or not to buy. So, yeah. And part of that is, the timing as well, right? So if you think that you want to wait to buy your running back until right before the trade deadline to the last possible moment, okay, I understand that. And it's it's a sound strategy. You don't running backs get hurt on a constant basis, right? So if you go out and buy Joe Mixon tomorrow and he gets hurt next week and you're SOL for the playoffs, if you had waited a couple of weeks, you know, you could have avoided him and bought someone else fine but you also have to consider the activity of your league and if the you know if you're if your league mates are going out and buying other running backs there might not be anything left for you to buy Mm -hmm. right or at least nothing elite or at least nothing at a at a reasonable price right because at that point a lot of you know we, we don't play dynasty football with checkers players right we're chess players so people know what what resources are out there and and what's left to be traded for and the price goes up you know simple supply and demand one thing i was thinking about with with timing is uh, i was thinking about it when i was developing some of my notes for uh, the rebuilders is i i think there's going to be like a pocket in the next couple weeks where um, people are going to, like contenders, for example, are going to tell me it's a rental and they, mm-hmm. they're not going to want to give me a lot, of, a lot, right? And especially mm-hmm. if, if there's a, a trade deadline in your league, sure, you know, that's going to happen. 
But if there isn't, wait that out, right? And then when the urgency of the playoffs happen, right, then maybe right. you can cash in. So from your contender's perspective, what does that mean? Like, don't wait till, I mean, you're probably going to make trades in the playoffs anyway if there's no deadline, but, mm. you know, uh, you know, get in now while you can claim it's a rental and before the urgency of the playoffs. Yeah, right. So uh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's a really good point too. So with all that in mind, I guess I'll kind of like share some examples mm-hmm, sure. of what I've been going through and, and decisions that I've made. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, there is a league that is, um, it's pretty standard super flex. Uh, it's only, it start only one running back, uh, one wide receiver, one tight end, and then it's five flexes, but it's also IDP, but it's a shallow, Ooh, okay. IDP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a shallow IDP. So it's pretty easy for me to manage with the, with the waiver wire. Mm-hmm. I can pretty much always pick somebody up. That's, that's pretty good. Um, I won the league last year. Uh, still had a lot of great pieces. Core of my team was doing well. Um, made some trades in the offseason to improve my team and make it another run, but underperformed, right? Record wise. Had some tough losses. Um, still like my team, you know, uh, not down. Um, I mean, I, I, oh, actually, what happened early is I, I lost quarterbacks. I lost Dak and then traded for Lance and then lost Lance. Um, and was stuck with, uh, you know, Cooper Rush and uh, Heineke and Stafford underperforming and really kind of struggled until Dak came back. Anyway, I don't want to get too far in the weeds with that. Um, I decided to go for it, but that was two weeks ago that I made my trade, right? Maybe three weeks ago, um, I went after Derrick Henry. I saw was on a rebuilder and I got him. And Hunter Renfro and Dalton Hilliard just as a handcuff for a 25 first, a 23 second, and Nico Collins. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, by the way, showing your age there with uh, Dalton Hilliard, it's uh, Dontrell Hilliard. Dontrell Hilliard, my bad. I always do that kind of thing. Nice. Dalton Hilliard is a good player. For the kids listening. <laughs> Dalton Hilliard was a running back for the Saints, right? Saints, I think, yeah. Yeah. Tennis played for Tennessee for a while. No, we're talking about Tennessee now. <laughs> anyway, um, I also uh, made a trade for Corderell. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of um, – he's one of my targets, right? If that That's one of those players specifically that you have to worry about one of your competitors picking up because he's not that expensive. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I really I see that as 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 much a block from other people as a, as an addition to your lineup. Man, he's a hell of a player. Comes back in um, ninety yards and two touchdowns right away. Right, so um, they're committed to the run big time in Atlanta, and they have a pretty oh, good run blocking sure. offensive line. Uh, that is a sneaky RB one that you can get for. I mean, it's, you're not getting them for a third anymore, but set the right second, right? You can get him for, um, I just traded him away 
Um, we'll talk about that team in a minute. Mm-hmm. But I just traded him away for um, uh, James Cook. Okay. And you know, I'm I'm not big on James Cook as as you know you aren't either. Um, I traded Corderell and Corey Davis for Cook. So it, it he's a depressed asset that I was a first round value and now has probably fallen to somewhere in a second round value range done for me. You know, it, a lot of times it's easier to get a player to move uh, at underperforming or sort of a disappointing player that's worth a second than the actual second. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so have your list of players that, mm-hmm. that you want to go at or that if you have a player that you want to sell, you know, I guess we're not really in that portion yet. <laughs> but have your list of the players anyway. Um, but quarter anyway, back to Corderell Patterson. You know, if you have a player on your roster like that, maybe Elijah Moore. Hmm. It's a little pricey. You know, I do expect him to rebound. Mm-hmm. Um, but Elijah Moore for Patterson and a and a and another piece, another veteran that can help you win. Hmm. Um, what if somebody has Brandon Cooks? Do you think you could get him pretty cheap and he might rebound a bit? Um, I, you know, if I'm a contender and I'm, and I'm looking for cooks, uh, he's a, he's a good target because of the value at the moment, you mm-hmm. know, and the whole kerfuffle over the, I wanted to be traded, but I'm not. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can do the whole uncertain future in the, in the DMS and, and maybe, yeah, maybe get a good price. Yeah. I feel like he's never been cheaper. So what um, if you're a contender and you have Elijah Moore, would you offer him for like Corderell and um, and Brandon Cooks? Yeah, I'd expect the other person to want me to sprinkle in something. Mm-hmm. Another veteran that's aging on your roster. No, I mean like I would expect the person. Or, I'm with, sorry, with... another young player. I'm yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I confused yeah. myself. Mm-hmm. Or a later yeah. pick, maybe. Yeah, like a third or, you know. Fourth. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, so um, just don't, I guess, t- to put a period on that, don't don't let one of your league mates trade for Corderell. We you can give up, you know, we can give up something kind of small mm-hmm. for him. Yeah, they're moving Elijah more into the slot more, according to the coach. So that, okay. you know, we'll see what happens yeah. there. He's been good in both the slot and outside as a, as a jet, mostly when <laughs> Joe Flacco has been quarterback. Yeah, but, I guess it's, it's, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I really, I, I don't want to tell people to give up on Elijah Moore. He's a hell yeah. of a player. The, the quarterback's really the problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Anything else as far as, like general guidelines or anything like that. Like, or, don't, yeah, right, don't so. do this. Make sure you do that. I put, let me ask you a question before. Like, one thing that I've heard some people say is, and and I, I think not a lot of people do this, is even as a contender, right? As you're making all these moves, you don't want your cupboard completely barren with draft capital, mm-hmm. because as you always say, which is true, they gain value, and you know, squeezing in a third or two in a deal that you're making gives you chips for that next maybe deal that you want to make because the rebuilder will value those two thirds more than they'll value whatever else, right? Right, 
Sure. Sure. Absolutely. I, I, I've also heard the philosophy. I don't necessarily buy into this, but it does ease my mind um, that uh, for a contender um, here, hold my first for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Give me this player, hold my firsts. I'll get them back, Mm -hmm. you know, through trades, draft Mm -hmm. day, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cocky. You know, it's pretty cocky way to go about things. If you really, if you know your league that well, Hey, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a little nerve wracking for me. I'm pretty good on draft day. I make a lot of trades. Mm-hmm. I make a lot of trades in general, but I make a lot of trades on draft day specifically trying to find the value spots, but I don't go in saying <laughs> I'm going to be able to get a first, mm-hmm. you know, or I'm going to be able to do this or that. I go in trying to be fluid. Mm-hmm. So all that really does is, is, is remind me that I have swung deals for, for plenty of firsts in my life. Mm-hmm. So trading away my first it, as a contender that's a later first is not the end of the world as long as you're getting, you know, a good, pl- a good, a good player that's going to move the needle in your lineup. Yeah, I had a team. Um... Not Nicole Hardman, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a legitimately good player. I over I overpaid a little bit uh, for Damian Pierce in a trade. It, it wasn't just these two pieces, but it did involve what is likely a, a, a late first. Um, I don't like that. I don't love that for Damian Pierce, right? Um, mm. but oh, what was it again? A late first, but I don't remember the full terms of the, of the deal. Mm. It was Damian Pierce coming to me and a late first leaving me, and that was the main part of the deal, right? Um, I'd have done that. I. But I, you know, but with that in mind, like that first isn't lost forever, mm-hmm. and, you know, and maybe if it's not from that person, maybe there's, you know, a first elsewhere that I'm going to, that I'm going to get later. Like, exactly. You know? Yeah. 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 I somehow traded Zeke for Jamison Williams in the middle of a draft last year. Oh, I remember that. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wouldn't have been happier. Yeah. Yeah. So the, Good things will happen in your future as well when it comes to trading. Um, Yeah, I guess that's really all I have for contenders. Like I said, make sure it moves. Actually, you know what? I have one more. Um, I'm in a league where I'm not a contender, um, but I will be at some point soon, hopefully. Uh, And there's a rebuilder with Diggs on his roster. And I see Diggs as an elite player that moves the needle. Right. And nobody else is making him offers. And he wants 224 firsts, which is feels steep to me. Mm-hmm. If I was a contender this year, I would seriously, I would consider it a lot more seriously than I, mm-hmm. than I am now. I asked for, you know, I, I asked for all kinds of crap. I, I offered him a 24 first, a 25 first for Diggs and Ridley. And that felt really good because I'm gearing up to try to make a run next year. And that felt felt really good because Ridley would be like not scoring points for me now and tanking my pick, but hopefully scoring points for me next year. But he shot me down and he just is pretty steadfast on two 24 first for digs. Would you do it? I don't, I don't, I don't think I would. Let's say, uh, Let's say you're one of the top two teams, and there's definitely a spot in your lineup for him. 
I mean, I don't see how he there, you know, there's a spot for an, in everyone's lineup for him. Right. He's the wide receiver too. I'm here. Um, three and PPR, I think. You know, in the spirit of you can get those picks back um, or something equivalent, uh, I would say that I would want something added to Dix. I don't know that I would do it just for that. Yeah. That's what I said. And I offered a 23, or I asked for a, his 23 second, and he kind of did a spit take. <laughs> was like, no. See, that's what I was thinking, like a, like a 23 second. Yeah. yeah. I asked for his 23 second, which is going to be high. So. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that we play the age game a little too much in, in Dynasty, and but, you know, he is already 28. I don't, I don't remember when he's going to be 20, when he was going to be 29, right? And his elite route running, you know, is going to sort of, let's say, polish the turd of any decreased speed, you know? Yeah, sure, you know I, mean? I can see that. Right. So I don't know that, like, it's that big a concern, but... Yeah, I could see him aging well yeah. in the Brandon Cooks vein, but Cooks may have lost his deep speed now and mm-hmm. sort of possession guy. Yeah, but it takes the elite part out of his game how long until that happens yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and the, and the problem the problem when it when a, a human being hits the age of 30 is most people recover differently mm-hmm. it just takes them longer to recover from physical activity and it's not necessarily even if they don't lose their athletic attributes they may just um, like I said, not recover from either injury or overexertion and not be able to f- perform at the same level. You know, so, that's, that's the problem that it's, it's, it's. All right. So I got a, you know, a ton of thoughts about rebuilders. I'll, I'll try to, you know, condense it a little bit. I, I think looking at some of the stuff that I had in the notes, I, I kind of feel like probably an article coming out of this somehow, like sneaky trade targets or things you don't think of or, or something like that. So, um, you know, I think it, it, it also, it, it all depends too on what stage you're at, what kind of rebuild we're talking about, right? You could be at the very beginning of like a stripped down to the studs sort of rebuild, or you could be toward the end of a rebuild where like, say, for example, a running back might make more sense because you're going to compete next year. Right. Right, So, you know, there are different stages, right? There's also what you were talking about. Do you want to talk about that now? The, the team that you had that was three and five and you're kind of leveling down or. Yeah. Sort of a pivot instead of a, instead of a, you know, a, a a straight rebuild or buy for a contender. I had a team that I thought was elite and was going to run through the league uh, coming into the year and through injuries and disappointment. It just didn't happen that way. So um and and also i it it was just very difficult to buy pieces there were only two rebuilders and they were both just uh just kind of holding out for unrealistic prices and nobody else everybody else in the league thought that they were contenders so nobody's selling anything um i decided to pivot and sold off a couple of elite older pieces and I'm hoping to, uh, I'm hoping to compete next year. So I'm going to have to make a couple deals to do it, but I don't have a problem with that, as you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, this to me is less speculation, you know, which you know I've 
I've, I've done in the past. It's more um, just kind of buying younger players, some of, some of which that have shown really well, and then um, getting my high pick back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, while, while I look this up, hold on, sorry, here we go. I have it right here. All right, so one of the moves I made was to trade Kelsey. Mm-hmm. All right, so I had a lot of reservations about that because if I think I'm going to compete next year, do I really want to water down my advantage by trading Kelsey? Because there's only one Kelsey, as mm-hmm. we all know. Mm-hmm. Every other every other tight end is a distant second or third or fourth, right? So I had a lot of reservations about it, but I got a really good offer. And I decided to pull the trigger. Sure. One of the reasons I did it is because I don't feel like I'm going to have to make another move to replace tight end. Um, so I got Goddard, mm. Christian Watson, mm-hmm. a 25 first and a 24 third for just Kelsey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love it. It just was too much for me to say no. You know, yeah. it was definitely a, a, a real honest offer from somebody that that truly want, just wanted Kelsey on their team. I might do it for Goddard in the picks, and Watson's just a gravy. Yeah, pretty much. That's kind of how I saw it. I don't really, I don't, I don't have a lot of faith in Christian Watson, but he's still a hell of an athlete. Mm-hmm. And if he puts the puts it together at some point, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just a really nice mm-hmm. asset on top of on top of what I think is enough for for Kelsey. Yeah. Um. So. I now have that extra 25 first and Watson to sort of play with and maybe get a different elite piece and still be good at tight end, still mm-hmm. have a top five tight end. And you know how much I like Goddard. I, oh, I yeah. feel like, yeah. I feel like he can move at the top three territory. Oh, sure. Yeah. I think, you know, I think it, you know, Kittle could easily slide down, you know, right. He's, yeah. we all know the problem with Kittle. Yeah. Um, so that was one of the deals I made. Um, the big move I made. All right. So there's a lot here. <laughs> so keep, I love keep with, keep with me here. And so that's sarcastic. I, I traded away Cooper cup and Ken Walker. I know how you love your cup. Yes. I've never traded away Cooper cup before. All right. So I got, and I also threw in two things. I don't kind of want to tell you those right now because it's just going to confuse things. So Cup and Walker, I'm giving away. Mm-hmm. I got back Jameson Williams, three firsts, two seconds, and Kyle Phillips. So the two things I threw in were Allen Robinson and Gus Edwards. Mm-hmm. So Cooper Cup and Ken Walker, I got my 23 first which is top four could be two or three. Uh, but right now I'm fourth, um, <clears throat> a 24 first, another 24 first, which is mine, a 23 second, which is mine and will be high and a 24 first. So mm-hmm. they're all 23 and 24 assets, all of the picks mm-hmm. and Jamison Williams. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. I mean, there there are, I'm not going to lie. There's going to be some people who would, who would say, well, you know, the picks are unknown and 
you know, you have the known quantity with the but 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 bad, but listen, Walker's a running back, right? And I'm not gonna, you know, piss on Walker, but a lot of big play, a lot of TD efficiency. You know, I don't know if there's regression that that's that's gonna come. I also don't know, as you know, as we were talking about before the show with how the 23 free agent class is looking with running backs, you know, what's gonna happen as far as there's gonna be even more like committee structures than we see. So um, you know, I think some people would say, well, you know, Gus Bus and A-Rob aren't nothing, they're not throw-ins, yada, yada, yada. But I think all all told, you're you're essentially getting like four firsts if you include JMO. Right. Uh two seconds. And uh, you know, a, a you know, underrated, I think, you know, PPR upside receiver if they can get a quarterback better than than Willis. So yeah, you know, for a 29-year-old uh a running back, yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. My thought here was all right, I'm getting this 23 first, which is a top four pick. I can replace Ken Walker with that pick. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With either B. John or Zach Evans or Jameer Gibbs, you know, whoever I like and whoever falls to me, mm-hmm. you know, we evaluate at that point, but I do feel like I can replace him with just that pick. Mm-hmm. Right. And then while Jamison Williams is not worth Cooper cup, I do love him still. And I do oh, think yeah. he, he's going to be an elite receiver. Yeah. Right. So I don't feel like I'm giving away elite upside, right? I'm still keeping some elite upside. And now I still have the two firsts and the two, two seconds um, on top of that to, to, to hedge against Jamison Williams not turning out, yeah. you know, to, to, to either be good or elite. Yeah. Right. Um, and I, I pair him with, I already have Pickens on my roster mm-hmm. um, and some other veterans. I have JT and, mm-hmm. Um, quarterbacks are pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, two in Stafford. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I love Tua. Yeah, Tua yeah. Stafford and Russ are my quarterbacks. Out of Stafford and Russ, I'm hoping to get a good year out of one of them next year. <laughs> really, what I'm hoping is for both of them to come back to elite status and trade. Yeah. Well, you know that meme where there's like the skeleton sitting on the bench, you know? Yeah. Wait, waiting for X, Y, or Z. And, <laughs> but I do think I have enough other pieces on my roster that I can, I can take what I've got mm-hmm. and um, work that into it. You put a lot of thought into that one trade, like yeah. breaking it down into like all those. That's I'm impressed. I, I don't know that I, that I do that with every trade. Um, with a trade that big, I had to, yeah. and like, the problem is when I, when I get with most trades, actually, when I open them up, I go, now I'm not doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and then I'll look at it and, uh, uh, well, maybe, you know, and this is the evolution of me accepting a trade and mm-hmm. I'll talk myself into it a little bit, but with this one, I saw cup. And I'm like, I'm not trading Cup. And I'm like, and Ken Walker, I'm not trading. I love these guys. I'm not trading these two players that are, you yeah. know, elite studs right now. And Ken Walker. But, you know, and then I told myself, well, Ken Walker's value probably will never be higher. Maybe a little. But, you know, he's already worth a shit ton. A high, he's already worth a high, well, he was a high 22nd first. But this 23 class is much more highly regarded. 
Mm-hmm. So even if I don't replace him with that pick, it's a start one running back league. So I don't have to. Yeah. I could always trade down and get uh, three pieces or trade that one pick for an elite player of my, my choice, if it's available, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just so many options. Mm-hmm. I do feel like I'm going to be able to take these, these. So this is the team yeah, the that I was talking. Makes you fluid, team- which we right. talk about a lot. Yeah. Right. I don't, yeah. The, the pick that's made at that point may never turn out to be a, a good player, an elite player, mm-hmm. but I may never have that player like in my lineup. Sure. Yeah. Um, it, it's the value of the, of the piece. Absolutely. That I'm yeah. banking on. And the, this is the same team that we were just talking about with Dix. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now I just traded away an elite wide receiver. I have Jamison and Pickens. It's a nice little tasty combo, but I would love to add an elite number one um, talent. To my wide receiver room. Oh, That's so why you want to move those two first for mm, uh, the two twenty four first? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, mm, I didn't know that was the same team. Mm-hmm. Mm. So here's the problem: if I do that now, I'm also adding a bunch of points to my to my team. Oh, that, for the yeah. rest of the season, Where? and yeah. now that that twenty three pick could fall down to five or six and be less valuable. Yeah. Not six. I'm not going to make the playoffs. Well, I guess that brings me to sort of like one of my next points about rebuilders is that there are some, you know, very general, obvious rules. Like, you know, you want to get youth and picks. You want to get value, et cetera, et cetera. Um, You know, uh, you want to get things that gain value. You want to get points off your roster. You want to do running backs last, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I think we kind of know uh all that uh i am team um all picks matter i am team thirds matter um because you know picks a gain value even if the thirds don't gain much value um and picks are currency right they're they're more they're more fluid to use than an equivalent value player like um i i I don't know off the top of my head you know i don't know like jeff wilson right like Mm -hmm. Yeah, if, if you think a pick is a throwaway, just remember people that play in the NFL, such as Ramondre Stevenson and Greg Dulcich and Kate Ott and guys that are scoring points right now. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All, yeah. all, all, you know, third through fifth round picks. Another thing that I think people don't think too much about, though, is targeting certain contenders, right? So when I'm looking at the contenders to target for trades, right? I'm very often not looking at the one or two, right? Looking at that person who's in like the three, four range, right? Who sees the one twos and wants to get up there, right? I'm targeting the, 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 the three person in the third place who has far fewer points than the fourth and fifth place team. Right. Um, you know, I'm sort of being strategic and trying to sort of like uh, pick at any weaknesses, I guess, is one way of, of putting it vulnerabilities that might them make them more amenable to to a trade. So just off the bat, I look at the standings and I say, hmm, who's a good team to. to... And then, of course, you know, if the play, if our rosters fit and all that, you know, if they don't, whatever. But, you know, that's one thing that I, that I like to do that. I don't know that 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 too many too many folks you know, uh, uh, talk about, um, 
Uh, some other rough guidelines when it comes to like aging down, like obviously, duh, you want to move folks off your roster that are older and you want to onboard youth and picks. But, you know, in general, I would probably say move second contract running backs, running backs over 26. There are some exceptions or folks who are about to be right. So, you know, these names are are pretty obvious, you know, Eckler, Chubb, Mixon, Fournette, Kamara, or about to be Pollard, Sanders, Saquon, Foreman, Hendo, Damian Harris, Monty, Singletary, right? So we we talked about before the show, the very uncertain future of these free agent running backs, because the class is so deep with the incoming 23 class. They're, you know, they're, they're the perfect type of folks to move off your, your roster. In general, wide receivers over 28 or 29. Again, there are exceptions, but, uh, Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks, we've talked about Lockett, D-Hop. Uh, I would not rule out moving Cups, Diggs, Tyreek Hill, or Devontae Adams. I, I think they're perfect people to build. You'll, you'll, I mean, move, you'll get a good price for them. Absolutely. One guy I think is a super good move right now is selling Amari Cooper. Mm. Right? Now, you, yeah. may, you may get a value bump when Deshaun <clears throat> Watson gets back, but go look at what Cooper's doing week to week, Right? Uh, sometimes he can be volatile and he's not good on the road and that sort of thing, but he's putting up points and he's, uh, he's going to be attractive to uh, a contender and he's, he's not wide receiver eight right now. Yeah. He's not going to cost a contender all that much. So it's not like you're going in there and like, give me three firsts for, you know, Cooper cup. It's like, Oh, okay. I can move a couple seconds or, you know, a second and, and Khalil Shakir or something like, you know, whatever, right? Like, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to be demanding much, so you'll probably be able to, to move him pretty easily, right? Um, and before I get into, like, other specific players, what do you think about those general rules? Yeah, absolutely. Of course, yeah, those, those are kind of – that's kind of like the Bible, mm-hmm. right? Um, I would add to the running back part, um, sell any running back at the peak of his value. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, unless you're – legitimately going for a championship use those also use running backs to win championships but if you have christian mccaffrey and not a lot else yeah trade that bitch yeah oh yeah sure he's in my you know list what I, mean? here. I just didn't mention him yeah, yeah. absolutely um yeah. but but less obvious is ken walker yeah. if you're on a rebuild and you had the 102 this year and you have ken walker God, is he valuable right now, man? Go get you your two, two first and two seconds. I was trying to move Brees before the injury on, on some of my mm-hmm. rebuilds, you know, like it's just, you got it. I mean, you, you look at it like, Oh, 22 year old, you know, elite, like, well, you know, if you're not competing until 24 or hell, even 25, right. Like, you know, move him, Right. You know, yeah. He's, he's yeah, I, did. I mean, now he's, you have to think about on a rebuild, getting Brees back. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that uh, in a little bit. Yeah, you know, um, and Javante too. You know, mm-hmm. you have to, you have to be, you, you, you can't be too risk adverse. Yeah, averse. Sorry, but you, you know, which I am. Right. So, Javante, I feel like there's maybe a little more risk because it wasn't as clean of an injury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe a little more fear that it, either he doesn't return to full form or it takes longer. Um, but with Brees, seemed like a cleaner injury, and it—I mean, I know both of them do seem to have a clear path to the number one job when they come back. Sure, for sure. Yeah. 
So speaking of running backs, uh, some other folks that I would move that are on the younger side that people don't automatically think of, like Chubb, Mixon, CMC, Eckler, right? CEH, Algier, Damian Pierce, Michael Carter, AJ Dillon, Ramondre, and B Rob. There's a couple guys in there you're not going to get much for, but um, Al- moving Algier has been, I think, a priority for me. Um, I just, you know, he, he couldn't pull away from Caleb Huntley, CPAC coming back. Like he, he went 10 for 99 last week, but you know, I think you can still get a little bit on that like name value. And he was a second round rookie pick thing to, to, to get a little bit for him. One thing I did was, uh, Algier and a third for 24 second. And that works for me. Like, I'm okay with that. You know, um, I, you probably would want to squeeze more, but as far as I'm concerned, that's kind of a win because I don't think the value is going to go down. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm also okay with holding out here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Corderell's not going to be there for long. Very true. Yeah. Uh, Caleb Hentley looks really good though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but Algiers, good back. I, I'm not, I don't have a problem holding him. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to give up the third. If you want to sure. give me a second for Algier, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as the mid or higher second, I don't want a late second for him. I'd Damian, rather just keep yeah. him. He's young. Damian, yeah, Damian Pierce, I'm moving because obviously, right? You know, high value at the moment. Yeah. He's, he's buzzy, but look, he's a fifth round running back, right? Excuse me. There's a, an in as we as we've said a couple times. There's an influx of good rookies. There's a there's a deep free agent class. Like there's a universe in which Damian Pierce is in a committee next year. So. You know, um, I think Michael Carter, while Brees is out and he's scoring points, is a is a good is a good move. You can get more for him now than you could before. Sure. Dylan's value has probably dipped, so maybe you wait until he might flash in a game because Aaron Jones is dinged up. But he's a guy I'm trying to get off of because I think he's just meh. I think he's just a, a guy who benefits from grinding teams down when the Packers are ahead late in games. And is maybe not the guy that we kind of thought he was, you know. Uh, plus, who, who is this? A, AJ Dillon, you're saying? AJ Dillon, yeah, yeah. Plus, he's so. There, there's a universe in which they keep Aaron Jones, and he's still what he is, right? Sure, uh, real good chance of that. Ramondre's been a tough one, right? I because you know how much I love Ramondre, but there's mm-hmm. been several instances in which I've I've moved him uh, off a rebuild. Um, just you know, buzzy, great value. Uh, I don't totally buy into the can't trust Belichick New England running back thing. I think that's I think that's overblown, but you know it's not nothing, right? Uh, There's and- something about him that even though he's a, a damn good player and he looks really good when he's on the field, there's something about him that just feels short lived to me. Okay, and on a team where uh, so the first team I ever decided to blow up is now starting to come out of that rebuild. Mm-hmm. And all I really need is running backs next year. I sold Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just my instinct to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a 25 first and a 23 second for That's Stevenson good. and well for Stevenson and Singletary. But it also felt like in a, a situation like, cause I really wanted to move Singletary. Well, Singletary I don't want to keep him around on any. Yeah. He's on, again, on any, He's going to be 26 second contract next year. You don't know where he's going to end up. And they've just shown so many times that they want to replace him. And the rest of season, like he's going to score points, right? Sure. You know, so get him. Yeah. Sell him. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, I, I might have sold under value on that on that deal. It was a month or two ago. Actually, it was at the very beginning of the season. Mm. But mm. I might have felt I might have sold a little un, under value, but I was just waiting for Ramondre Stevenson to hit first round value mm-hmm. and then sell him. Yeah. Like a, a guy that I took in the in the fourth, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, just get what I can for him and move on. Mm-hmm. Rebuild with real running backs, right. I guess, is what was my thought. I, right. I, I don't know. That sounds weird to say because he's a hell of a player. I just don't know how long it's going to last. Sure. And, it, let's and their it, offense you know, sucks. He's, he's, he's a running back. <laughs> like you said, the quarterback isn't good. The offense is not good. And you're yeah. in a rebuild. Like, you know, there's motivation to move him. I just did nothing about that says – Ramondre Stevens is going to be a reliable, reliable running back in two years when I'm making a real run. True. I agree. So I'll get um, the first now while I can. So some receivers that people may not be thinking about, um, I think three, the three guys on KC, Juju, Hardman, and MVS are worth moving. I think Hardman and MVS have a lot more value than we were ready to give them at the beginning of the year. I mean, I remember us talking about like us, essentially being well me being out on like both of those are just tired of hearing about them and they're mm-hmm. part of the offense now um yeah. Juju, who knows where he's going to be next year even if it's back with the chiefs you know i think Moore and tony while overrated both i think are, are going to be part of that offense so just do it boom move those guys off and hunter renfro i think is a guy to to move right mm-hmm. um you know Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams, Waller, like he's not, he's not getting much. Right. But, you know, again, you know, what you're doing is saying, you know, um, I'm offering this contender depth, right? This Mm -hmm. Renfro may be this contenders wide receiver for, and I may be getting that kind of price back maybe, but you know, um, the problem with Renfro, it might be be better than holding on to him. The problem with, well, I'd give you a third one. The, oh. the problem with paying a second for Renfro is if you go and look at his game log for this season, it's, it's bad. I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask low. for, I don't know that I would expect a second, but I would expect a little more than a third. Yeah. And a fourth. <laughs> I'm not giving you much for Hunter Renfro yeah. right now. Yeah. Because for um, the same reasons you just said, and like, like I said, his floor is really low and his, mm-hmm. his spike weeks, I think is one, mm-hmm. you know, he, he did miss some time for injury, but, that offense is real up and down, you know, and when it's yeah. really good, it's, uh, it's center centered usually around two players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we thought Adams was going to really boost car or a lot of people did, I guess. Mm-hmm. Hasn't quite turned out that way. Well, they haven't had, they haven't had their full compliment either. You know, That's they true. haven't had Waller in there for weeks. And it's a good point. Jesus. Don't it, <laughs> here's one. If you're, if you're a rebuilder and you have Waller still. Oh Yeah. Don't yeah. trade him. He's in my next. Oh, don't trade him. No, well, I mean, gonna... well, I mean, you, we got to wait till he's playing again. But, but yeah, yeah. And, you, and he's got to re, he's got to rebound big time. Yeah, but he's definitely somebody I'm going to move, and I'm going to get to that in, in, in a second. So temper, other temper expectations. Oh yeah, and so for other things that um that may not fall under the categories of you know second contract running backs and 29 year old wide receivers. Uh, tight ends like Kittle, Waller, once he gets playing again and gains value, Higby, Everett, Hunter Henry, if you can get something for him, Logan Thomas, if you can get something for him, Dawson Knox, I would move, right? Because he's got some value. People like him. Yeah. He is, he is highly TD dependent, like a lot of tight ends are, right? 
Um, but he, you know, even in a tight end premium, he's not a target hawk. When you look at the weapons they have, he's not getting heavy usage. What are you right? moving him for? That's a good question. I think in a tight end premium, let's see, just as far as like uh like just pick value or equivalent, mm-hmm. um, second and a third, maybe. Second and a third. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know if that's enough to move the needle for me. Because mm-hmm. I have him on a couple of rebuilders mm-hmm. and I'm just kind of stashing him. Um, I would want a late first, but I don't think anybody would pay that. So maybe two seconds, maybe okay. if they were the right two seconds. <sighs> what about a young player? Like what a, would you give me Jahan Dotson for him? No. no. Okay. Cause I would do that. But I wouldn't do it for like Skymore or Watson. Right. No, I got you. Yeah. Even though, you know, those guys still have value. And I still, I'm sneaky buying those guys that, where that's I can. Also on my list too. Yeah. But but not for Dawson Knox. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd want both of them and nobody's doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, maybe I'm just higher on him than, than consensus. Maybe I always have been. I just. I think we love him too much. Because, well, that, that position is so spotty. It is. And once you get to that level, I really value the guy on the Bills with Allen, you know? But do you value him where it's like Diggs, Gabe, uh, McKenzie slash Shakir slash whoever's the slot, right? Um, yeah, Gabe, Gabe Davis with his like, three for thirty-five the last two weeks is really scaring like, the pants off me. He's not—he's not earning a lot of targets. I—I I understand that, but mm-hmm. I think when you're looking at like the reads, right, and like where does you know, like I just think he's just low on the priority list. It's a bigger pie, and I—I I just like his chance of they're in the red zone more, and I like his chances of of scoring more than for a yeah. for a touchdown dependent position. You know, I like his chances of scoring more than, mm-hmm. um, say. All right. So like for this year, mm-hmm. obviously I like his chances of, of putting up points better than Pat Byermuth. No, 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 no. Yeah. You think Pat's scoring more points right now? I don't know about right now, but like, I think that's what I'm like, saying for this season, this season, I, th- I, I would think that Friar Muth either has more points or will have rest of season hmm. more points. I'd go it with just, Knox. It's just, he's cause Knox, cause here's the thing. Like if we're, Tight end premium favors targets. There's no premium on the six point touchdowns that he's getting, right? So, you know, I, I think for me, Knox is TD or bust. Whereas I think, you know, in a 1.5 or a 1.75, I can sneak in a few more receptions week to week with Fryermuth than I can with Knox, like with a safe floor, you know? Safer floor. All right. So, Dawson Knox, wow, he's, well, he's, I guess he's not performed as well as I'd hoped this year. Mm. Only got two touchdowns. He's been better the last couple of weeks. I think that that's what's sticking out in my mind. He had some real flat weeks. He missed a week for injury and, and he's played in his bye. Mm-hmm. So, like, being tight end 24 on the year is kind of tough to evaluate at this point in the season. But I would bet on Friar or on, on Knox the rest of the season just because of the upside with the with the offense. Mm. 
So let's look at Friar's numbers. I mean, he's tight end 13, has had his bye and missed the game with injury. Mm. Only has one touchdown. Definitely mm. safer floor. Mm-hmm. Definitely gets more targets, a lot more targets. Yeah, you're probably right. He gets a lot more chunk of that offense. And now, you know, for whatever it's worth, Claypool gone. Right. All right. You convinced me. I'll take two seconds. <laughs> All right. Um, what do you think you can get for Rogers, Brady, and Cousins? All three of them? <laughs> no. I'll I mean, give like, you a – I'm in a rebuild, a, and I'm trying to get off them. What, what can uh, – what can I get for them? I, I was going to say for all three of them, I'd give you a Primo's old Italian hoagie. But for each of them, like each, like a wow, a turkey wawa shorty. I'm glad you didn't call it a hoagie. Um, so like, hoagie. I think, I think I, I, I would sort of separate cousins out from that. You know, he is 34, but. He's the yeah. only one that I think I would buy out on you, though. He's got he's got weapons and things like that, you know. So, mm-hmm. like, I mean, but let's say you're sitting there and you're sort of stuck with Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, you know, he's he maybe he's your QB two and you're running him out in a super flex still. Maybe he's your QB three in a super flex and you just want to get off him. And you know what what are you gonna take for him, right? Like, what's like the minimum? Nobody's nobody's gonna give me what I want for him. Injuries, That's... buys, depth, like there's always something out there for I think a contender to say, okay, fuck it, I'll 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 buy Aaron Rodgers. Give me a second. Okay. That's fair. Let's just uh, he's never gonna be worth a first again. Okay, do it. I'm done. Boom. Give me a second. Good. All right. Um, I wouldn't pay it though. Mm, I probably wouldn't either. So what do you think about this? Because I don't think this is a popular idea, especially among you know a lot of a lot of folks that that I know. But shit, do you, oh sorry, go. No, no, go ahead. Do you have Davis Mills? Would you give me Davis Mills for him? I would. That's how bad I, it's gotten with Aaron Rodgers or Brady. I give Same you Mills. Boat. I give you Mills for Brady. I wouldn't give you Mills for Rodgers. Okay, I would do that. Geno Smith, would you do that? Give Mills for Geno Smith or you give Geno Smith for Rodgers? If I had Rodgers, would you give me Geno Smith for him? No, because you'd be just using him. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So how do you feel about this? Sometimes you got to be willing to take 75, 80 cents on the dollar to get a deal done. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially when you're just trying to get points off your roster and amass draft capital i'm somebody who's not obsessed with winning every trade right i think people worry too much about winning the trade and not about their developing their team and what's and what's good for their team right now sometimes those things overlap completely sometimes they they don't right so if i've got adam thielen or isaiah mckenzie or a rob or james connor or Melvin Gordon, right? Like I'm taking 75, 80 cents on the dollar. Like take sure. them, you know, like those are sure. guys. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I just gave, um, I, I just gave Alan Robinson as a throw in in that. Yeah. We just said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, just to get it done. I was like, all right, fine. Pick, pick two veterans mm-hmm. off my roster. He's like, all right, a Robin Gus. Mm-hmm. 
fine. What do you think about this one? Don't rule out tearing up to players that are not being useful for contenders. Like, for example, what's the dip on Pitts? What's the buy-in? If the contenders say that, say Pitts is essentially the tight end two on that contender now because of the performance. Mm-hmm. And they've got, you know, I don't know, say Goddard is doing better for them or, you know, um, that sort of thing, right? Like, you know, what's the buy-in there? Are you interested in enough in that is the dip enough on a rebuilder to kind of reverse the script and maybe move a little something that you might not move, you know, for pits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I would. I mean, it's, it's a pretty vague question, but sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do I mean? What am I giving up? Okay. Say uh, you're, you know, amassing capital, but you've got enough firsts where, you know, you can spare, say, I don't know, a late first and uh, Noah fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. And a heartbeat. Yeah. I mean, has it, has Pitts really come down that far? You're just saying if somebody, well, but why, why is this contender going to want a first? Well, I, okay. You know, Okay, so maybe what I'm saying then is is the equivalent of a first as far as a young player goes. Let's let's say that. It's got to be somebody that's performing that they can count on for points. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find. Yeah. Um, maybe Pitts is a bad example. Or well, wait, what about Damian Pierce? Is that too much? Oh, yeah, take him. You would, you would trade Damian Pierce for Pitts? Oh, yeah. I think I would too. I'd smash that. That's neat. I think you could dangle that. Damian Pierce is so hot right now. He's like one of those players that people feel like they can't even get. Oh, what's the uh 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 the uh um uh Zoolander when like Mephisto Mephisto the villain is like it's so hot right now. Like Will <laughs> yeah, yeah, Will Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's Damian, Damian Pierce, Pierce is so hot right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dangle him, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just, but the I guess Pitts is a bad example. But the idea of tearing up is not something that people think of a lot when they're thinking of 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 rebuilds. I think um, something that I saw somebody do a couple weeks ago was go out and get Jamar Chase mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. You know, from from a contender because they didn't think they had time to wait for him to come back. Yeah, I was going to talk about getting injured players, and I was thinking about putting him on the list, but like, I put it's, myself in the in the position, and it's like, yo, I don't like even with him being out, like, it's going to take a buttload for me to move off him. Like, it's like there's there's injured like move Hollywood. And then there's injured, like, move Jamar Chase. It's a different animal as far as I'm concerned. And, yeah. Like, Hollywood's a good Hollywood's a good example. Yeah. That's I bought him I on a rebuild. About later. I bought him on a rebuild, too. Yeah. Um, let me look that deal up because I, I don't remember it. <laughs> but I, I think it was for Devontae Smith. Hmm. That's interesting. I probably have them a little closer than, than you do, but but, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So another thing that. Um, yeah, I got I got Hollywood and Khalil Herbert for Devontae Smith. Oh, 
Okay. Now you have my attention. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Um, I just, Devontae Smith, I feel like is going to be really, really uh, inconsistent. I could see that. In that offense. I just, as, as talented and as awesome as I think he is, you know, obviously I'm an Eagles fan. I'm all over him. Mm. Just, he's got, he's got two just extreme talents to compete with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're just, they're not going to be a high volume passing offense. It's still obvious. Is he a more talented Gabe Davis in the sense that like it's boom bust, but with him, it's boom bust based on targets, not necessarily boom bust based on big plays. I see what you're saying. They're not similar players, but the situation is pretty similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so can see that. Another thing that people don't think of uh, is crystal ball on the waiver wire. And mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, like sometimes you can think maybe a week or two ahead if, like, you know, you're doing the beautiful mind thing with who's got to buy when and what, what contenders got what. But I just mean, like, you know, pick a guy that you can probably flip. Like, Khalif Raymond was somebody who, like, you know, I think given all the things that were going on with the Lions, I saw, I saw people pick up for a dollar or two mm-hmm. and then move for like a couple thirds or a third and a fourth. Like, mm-hmm. go ahead, do it. Um, so in that vein, Trent Sherfield is the next guy up if a Miami wide receiver gets hurt. Good call. James Washington is starting to practice again on the Cowboys. I, I think it's, called, it's pronounced washing beard. Okay. Long, long shot, but, um, you know, it's not like Gallup's been eating a lot. So, you know, after Schultz and Lamb, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one injury away, guys, at quarterback. Again, we're talking about bottom of the barrel, right? Colt McCoy, Nick Mullins, Case Keenum, John Wolford, right? They may, may be taken in a super flex, but like you grab that guy for $3 and then the person with, you know, uh, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins shatters his femur. Hi, I've got Nick Mullins who's throwing to Justin Jefferson, Hawkinson, Thielen, et cetera, like, and has Dalvin Cook. Here were you, you aware? Were you aware that? Matt Stafford's in concussion protocol as we speak. No, I was not, but I am aware that uh, Josh Allen has like whatever Tommy John or something like sprain, sprain ulnar, something other. Yeah, Yeah, but Stafford, I mean, Wolford could legitimately legitimately play this week. Okay, there you go. If you have Stafford, you better be going out and get that guy, getting that guy if he's out there. I mean, he should be out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but that's uh, that's actually pretty scary proposition when your quarterback goes down, if you don't have a good third. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, I have some more specific trade targets for rebuilders. Do you have anything else for contenders you want to get into? Cause I've been talking a lot. Um, specifically for targets. Um, no, I, it's, it's so dependent on what the other person has, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I, I don't really it's hard to go after depressed assets as a contender, you know, because you're not, you're not expecting them to rebound this year. I'm a depressed asset. <laughs> I'm depressed like all the time. Sorry, man. <laughs> no. In all the Prozac. Serious, well, I, listen, I got to <laughs> list them. I got to list the meds pretty long. Um, But no, I see, I see what you're saying. You know, um, it's, you know, they're, they're, they're depreciating, right? Like they're gonna, they're gonna lose value. So, you know, it's, well, I just mean you, you need to yeah. score points. So, yeah. 
you know, it, it's kind of hard to find guys that score points that people don't know about at this point in the season. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like sneaky buys. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Like I said, like my big two were Cooks and and Patterson. Although I do see Gallup as a nice little sneaky buy. Could be. Yeah. I think you can get him for a second. You can get him for a late second. Yeah. 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 I think so for sure. Yeah. From me, I'd want a third too because I think I'm higher on Gallup than some people are. But yeah. Mm. Excuse me. Um, Bless you. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say Amari Cooper is slightly sneaky because he just, he's just a guy that a lot of people are like, ah, Amari Cooper, he's inconsistent. Yeah. He's, already, he's already 28. He's got Jacoby Brissett. People kind of maybe don't know what he's doing. I think, you know, really, or at least like, since they don't know what he's doing, but like, he doesn't have that, like, Ooh, like that sexiness that maybe an equivalent player would you see what I'm saying? Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. Sure. What about Deontay Johnson? He's been pretty divisive with people. I've seen people say, "Ah, it's over for Deontay Johnson." Yeah, I don't know. You know? Um, yeah. For to those people, I say, "What you want for him?" Yeah. You know, I think you know with Claypool out, people are saying that Fryermuth is really the the beneficiary because that's the in- intermediate targets, which is the role that that Claypool was playing. Uh, Deontay Johnson is talented. He's a PPR machine. Always open. You know, like, yeah. Like, I know his safe floor is getting a little lower, right? It's still a little low, a little lower floor with Pickett, but I don't know. They're going to be in a negative game script a lot. Like, he's just, he's good, man. He's good. Do you and, think and it's it, kind of funny when people, like our peers, think that they can predict who's going to get more targets because a player's out. If it was that easy to predict, don't you think the defense would play to stop that? So maybe it goes to a different, like who, how the fuck do we know what these coaches are going to scheme up next week? That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. We can make estimates, but you never know for sure. You know what? Go, go get the guy. It's one of the most talented wide receivers in the NFL and the clear number one player on like number, like number one talent on their offense. Clearly go get that guy when he's worth less. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That makes sense to me. Get the talented guy, put him on your roster and hope he scores points rather than put the less talented guy from the same offense on your roster and hope he scores points because you think, you know what their offensive coordinator is going to call. You're crazy. Mm-hmm. So that, that he's actually one a sneaky buy, I thought, for, for a rebuild too, because he's young enough and he is young enough, you're right. And and he is does have depressed value. Like he could have been somebody's wide receiver two or three going into the season, and they're like, Oh man, I need more points, right? And maybe you have a Cooper, right? Maybe you can maybe you package Deontay plus uh for one of the, you know, uh, uh digs or or you know, Devontae Adams, right? Like, yeah. what about the, uh, what about the Denver guys? So I have Judy as a sneaky buy for a rebuilder. Yeah. Either. Yeah. He's actually put up points. He's not been bad. He's very bad against zone. Okay. But I don't know how much zone he's seeing. So like, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, Sutton either way, I'd find Sutton either way as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just guys that I think are better than the points that they've put up sure. talent wise. Yeah. And 
you know, situation, I just feel like their situation will get better, even if the offensive lines aren't going to improve this year. And like, I'm not buying any Rams. I'm not buying Van Jefferson or Allen Robinson because I don't think their line is going to improve. It's just going to get worse. I'd buy Jefferson in a rebuild. You would buy Van Jefferson in a rebuild? Yeah. I would get him. Yeah, okay. For what, a third? I would get him put into a trade probably. Yeah, right. That makes more sense. I offered him for uh, Corderell. I was trying to buy Corderell, and the guy said no. He wanted Khalil Herbert, and I told him to go. Ah, come on. Where where was he going in pounding sand? Where and uh, <laughs> up the Rio Grande, right? That's correct. Yes. Okay. All I always the way think up. it's down. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So as far as trade targets go for rebuilders, like obviously young guys that aren't producing for contenders or are deep down a contender's roster, injured guys that aren't scoring points for contenders intriguing backup QBs and those are some categories I look for as far as specific players go now obviously super flex this is tough and I think the cat got out of the bag a little bit last week but you know I'm not Mm -hmm. looking so wrong on Justin Fields lately Mm -hmm. and he's somebody who you know I think maybe a couple weeks ago in a a rebuild you might have been able to tear down to him from a veteran sure um i don't know that you can do that now no um you know uh, absolutely but, not right but lance <laughs> lance is a guy i, I would yeah, go for absolutely um, lance is a, lance is a great call yeah uh mills and, and i know you're gonna laugh right but there's a universe in which he comes out of the draft as the starter for the texans right they spend the capital on the edge rusher you know, they spend the capital on a wide receiver. They spend, right. And, you know, maybe they, they take a flyer on, on a rookie in like the fourth round or the third round or something. And he's just all they got coming in. I'm not saying that's like probable, but you know, that th- there's a universe where that happens in this scenario. Yeah. Is the entire franchise getting relegated to like the European division or something? I'm just saying like, listen, like, I not- can't, I don't think I can watch that for a year another year well what uh, you know i what about all the i mean can they can you at least give them jimmy g or something i'm not trying to be stubborn with with my with my mills love i've already worn him as an l like officially publicly on a podcast right right you know we all do it i got rager yeah yeah i mean like you know the the contender don't don't you know mills ain't doing much for the contender you know like yeah whatever see how kick the tires see how cheap you can get him it's a quarterback and a super flex right Maybe in three weeks, not even next year, maybe in three weeks, another contender has a quarterback go down with injury and they need a three, right? And you're now you're moving Mills probably for more than you got him. Just saying, like, it's not the dumbest idea in the world. No, I wouldn't call it dumb. And that's my bar. So um, other other guys, uh, wide receivers, we all love wide receivers. Oh, uh, Jordan Love, Tyler Huntley, Jimmy G, and Kyle Trask are all guys I might target for all for different reasons and all for different prices. But those are guys that I might, I might target. What do you think you can get Jimmy G for? From a contender, not like it, you'd have to, you know, pay a little more, right. For somebody that doesn't really care to have them that much. Yeah. Like a middle or a lower tier, lower. I, you know, okay. So, so you said the most you would move for Aaron Rodgers is a second. 
I'm going to assume that we would move more for Jimmy G. Yeah. How about uh, a second and do you want a quarterback? Cause it's a super flex. Yeah. I need a quarterback this year. Oh no. Do I want a quarterback back? Yeah. Oh, Oh, I see what you're saying. If I'm moving Jimmy G. Mm, no, if I'm selling him, I'm in a position where I don't. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll find a replacement. Otherwise just give me value. Okay. I'll give you a second and you're a middler, right? So, um, give you a second and, uh, excuse me. Um, Jacoby Myers. All right. Ugh. I just don't like, I don't want a new England receiver. PPR gold. All right, I'll give you a second, Gross. and uh, I don't want to name players we've already talked about, like Cooks and Cooper, but like mm-hmm. or Claypool. I'll give you a second, and um, you're gonna laugh because you love the guy, Mike Williams. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you don't even uh, yeah. Because here's what I'm I would do it on. just for Mike Williams. I'm banking on. I would probably want like a third sprinkled in on the way back. I'm banking on Jimmy G gets a job. Right. And then I can probably sell him for more than I paid. But then again, I'm lower on Mike Williams than you are. Yeah. So how about a, a, a second and um, lock it? Second and Curtis Samuel? Lock it. Yeah. Samuel. Ugh. Okay. All right. Okay. But lock it. Yeah. I would do it just for lock it. Okay. All right. I like him. All right. Very. Um, just really having a good year okay. when, when we didn't expect them to older player though. He's 29. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Okay. But I would still do it. Right. Cause you're probably closer to competing than like a, you know, than I am as, as a rebuild. Or I'll just flip them or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Wide receivers. Obviously those are the guys you, you want most um, rather than running backs for all, for different reasons. They fall under these categories. Like, injured guys or, or, or guys maybe are off people's radar, young people not producing, et cetera. Uh, you know, some of these are, are obvious. You don't need to hear them, but Hollywood, Judy, Traylon Burks, Christian Watson, uh, Elijah Moore, Ayuk, Shakir, DPJ, Alec Pierce, Sky Moore, Wandale, Dubs, Mooney, Palmer, Thornton, Claypool, Nico, Diami, Terrace, Marshall, Jr., Paris Campbell, Kyle Phillips, uh, Darius Slayton, 25 years old, Tim Patrick coming back from the knee injury, Deontay Johnson that we mentioned, V. Jeff and Tolbert. That is way too long. Lost. I know. <laughs> I can't, I can't anybody, respond. anybody stand out there that you want to say like yay or nay to? Yes, there are five of them, and I forgot all of them already because it was okay. too long of a list. All right, There's a thing when I hear a long list that all of the names at the end replace all of the names at the yeah. beginning. Recency bias. So you love Hollywood and Judy, right? You're on board I do. I do. Yeah. I would, yes, those are two. Those are two of the more elite players that stood out on that list. Burks? Um, yeah, I like Burks. I thought I he, think, I I think he looked get, really good. Uh, He's well-suited for that offense. I think you can get Watson cheap. Yeah, and Sky Moore. And um, more. I think did I hear get, Elijah Moore on that? Elijah list? Moore. Well, we were just talking about a contender moving him, so he's then he's a target for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Shakir, I love. 
I mean, again, love in the as in the sense that like he's he's way down a, a contender's roster, probably not really doing much for them, and you know probably slots into the slot with Josh Allen next year. Yeah, he's the guy that you can get in get thrown into mm-hmm. one of these trades pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. absolutely. Him and uh, him Tolbert, you can get Tolbert for nothing. And Kyle you, Phillips is another one of those guys. I know you don't like it, but. DPJ's usage is increasing. He's run four fewer routes this year than Amari Cooper. People's elbow, huh? Donovan People's elbow. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a there there. People's eyebrow, whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah, I mean, with Watson coming back, there's a world where Watson comes back and gets hot pretty quickly. I don't expect it though. What do you think about TMJ? I think it's a low probability. What's that? About TMJ. The price is higher than it was a couple of weeks ago, but TMJ, the jaw. Terrace Mar- yeah, Terrace Marshall Jr. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, he's a lot bigger than I thought he was. He looks really good on that touchdown, but that's all I know. Mm-hmm. I, I just, it's probably too late. It's probably too, too late, late for him compared to a couple weeks ago yeah but as far as like what he's doing for a contender and the mess of a quarterback situation there like i think he's still probably somebody you can get added to a trade at like yeah yeah that's true you can get him added in you're not going to get him for like a straight up third Mm -hmm. and you don't want to pay a second guys that i would buy to flip which you know i don't do much um ridley antonio gibson naji maybe and um swift uh swift is interesting I wanted to talk about Swift tonight, but it's like we're, we're already like two hours into this. But like, um, you know, I, Those I'm are not scary gonna, flips. Man. I'm not going to say I'm not going to say give me all the Swift. But like the people who are saying I'm out on Swift, like, OK, what you want? What's the price? Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. In a rebuild, I'll take them, especially if like it's a rebuild where I'm going to compete next year. Sure. Yeah. I'm starting to look at Swift sort of like I've been looking at Dalvin. The last few years. Okay. I'll take them, but I need Jamal Williams as well. Oh, that, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. You know, I'll take him at, at value. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know. We talked about Brees and Javante already. Um, I think you can get Elijah Mitchell cheap. And uh, you're going to probably say, why would you want him? Uh, he's going to have a bit of a role uh, when, sure. uh, when he comes back. And the price that you can get him now for him – Price you can get him for now is lower than what you can probably flip him for when he's when he's playing. Um, you know whether it's this year or next year. Um, J.K. Dobbins, you know, uh, yeah. is a guy that I, I that I would target um, if I'm going to compete next year. Uh, he had the arthroscopic surgery, right, which I've had on on my on my ankle, right. Mm-hmm. But I was listening to um, one of these, you know, the doctors that talk about football injuries and stuff. And they were saying that, like, what it sounds like based on what Dobbins was saying, what the team was saying and what the surgery is, I forget the name for it, but it's, it's essentially where um, the graft that you get from the ACL, sometimes the scar tissue builds up around it and limits your movement. Right. And the, the scope just goes in, breaks up the scar tissue, and you're pretty much good to go. You're like any other ACL recovery. And I think there's enough like hate on Dobbins now mm. 
where I think it's a value. Yeah, second surgery is real scary. So, I mean, for general public, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's you're right. That that can definitely incite panic. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. That's a good thought. So, I've been. What do you think you can get them for right now? If I offered you Gabe Davis in a second, I'm a what, what position am I in here? Rebuilder, contender. I don't know. Yeah. That's that's a does question. it matter? Or, has, or... Yeah. Who, yeah. I don't know if that matters. I think he's equally valuable to both. Gabe Davis in a second. Um, Feels a little light. Uh, I probably, might, I might do the... that in certain situations. Yeah. Um, yeah. In certain situations, I might do that. I'm probably a little higher on Gabe than some people are, but um there are certain situations in, well, in which I would do that. Yes. You talk about derisive. Either you're high on Gabe or you're not. You know? Uh, Isn't know it that, that way? I just feel like people... I kind of think I'm in the middle. After, like, after, like, I was, like, ahead of the market and then everybody shot up above me, I kind of feel like I'm in the middle. Like, he is what he is. He's he He's super talented. He's boom bust. But it's not like, oh, that means I'm out on him. It means I still, you know, I still like him, but I like him, say, less than I like um, Elijah Moore, Cortland Sutton, Burks, Judy, you know, uh, Rashad Bateman. But I might like him more than I like um, Dotson, Ayuk, Mike Evans, Christian Kirk, Mooney, you know, like, uh, you know, it's... I'm just I'm saying, I think it. I'm in the middle, but like, I don't know. I, I might take that in certain situations would depend on, on my team construction for sure. Um, but yeah, I think, I think he's, he could be a value. You're an Eagles fan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, are we out on Gainwell? No. With Sanders no. likely leaving the, uh, I... every, everybody's mocking Bijan to the Eagles, by the way, like, but um, you know, what do we, what do we, do we like game well still? All right. So here's, I, I, I had to evaluate game well today because that, um, that James Cook trade that I told you about earlier. So when I traded, I traded Patterson for, and Corey Davis for James Cook. The offer, original offer was James Cook, Chigakongwu, and a fourth for uh, Patterson and Gainwell. And I thought about it. I thought about it. I, thought I was going to do it. I like Chig. I love him, but I like him. Thought about it. I thought about it. And then I came to the conclusion that I don't see a big difference between Cook and Gainwell. Okay. I have them very close in my rankings. Yeah. I see them as pretty, pretty similar. Um, and then I looked up the size because I think they're both pretty accomplished receiving backs. Um, and I looked up the size and game was not as tall, but he's heavier. He's 10 pounds heavier, at least mm-hmm. by the listed weights, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which I like, you know, and yeah. Gainwell's actually been pretty good as a runner this year mm-hmm. and um, had a rough camp, made a lot of, rookie mistakes in his second year um, and is 
sometimes a disaster in protection. Mm-hmm. But I think he's no matter, I, I don't think he's in line to take over a, a lead role, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, at all. If, if Sanders leaves, they're not going to say, okay, well, Gainwell's the guy. Yeah, but I yeah. do think he's going to have a role no matter who the other guy is. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I just, Boston Scott is very limited. He's good, but he's very limited. He's, you can only give him at most 10 touches. I just, they like Gainwell. I like, I just, I'm not ready to give up on him. No, I Somebody do think he's a nice, throw a nice depth piece on your bench. Someone get thrown in and in a rebuild, maybe. Yeah, I would. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I see his ceiling is sort of like what McKissick was a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if that's ever going to really happen, but I like the potential for it to happen. I would keep it. Sure. Absolutely. It's, right, if, if he turns into a good receiving back on a, on a, supercharged offense like the Eagles has been, have been that's great the other issue though with that is that um running quarterbacks just tend don't tend to check down to running backs a lot yeah. mm-hmm. you know they'll just run instead but mm-hmm. I don't know we'll see all right so because I'm um obsessed I'm gonna demand that I finish my list and then, and then okay. we'll uh we'll land the plane uh on this one um so we were talking about guys to flip we were talking about Gainwell. uh while we're still on running backs uh um james cook we just mentioned uh the role in the offense isn't big we don't love the player right but his usage is ticked up i think people are ready to bury him you know like oh they got naeem hines tells you tells you what they think of him right that sort of thing so in purely in the sense of like it's a value relative to what it was and could gain value possibly. I don't think James cook is a bad play for, for a rebuilder. Right. Cause, and then who knows, like maybe you like, you just use him. you know, <laughs> like he's a good young player exactly. and you use him. Yeah. If you can get him for an old ass motherfucker, yeah. do it just for the chance that like, it's at this point, we're still in the range of, what uh, like what if I'm wrong, right? You know, oh, yeah. Kind of mm-hmm. share. Yeah. So that's the only reason I have zero. I had zero shares. I, I'm not betting on him right. anywhere to succeed. Yeah. For two old ass motherfuckers. Yeah. You know, I'll not get much more for them. I have like two in case I'm wrong shares, and that's about it. And th- this is my only one of those, and I- I'd rather have that than a second, just than a generic second. I just. I don't know. Maybe it's just the gambling nature in me. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I think a few weeks ago, Pollard might have been a good move as far as like increase in value because he probably will have a bigger role next year. I don't think you can do that anymore after that blow up game. But, you know, maybe after three more weeks of, you know, Jerry Jones pounding Zeke into the ground, you know. Maybe it's back in play. Who knows, right? Especially for somebody who needs points this season. Uh, another guy I'm starting to, to come around on, not that I ever really hated him, but uh, Rashad White. Um, you know, obviously uncertain future at quarterback. Um, but we talked about, I think, before the show, as I think Fournette has an out in his contract. Um the 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 usage is, is is going up. He's he's carving out a bit of a role. Um, I like him. There's a reason that that going into the draft, I had him like 
you know, four or five among my running backs, right? There's a reason coming out of the draft. He was still going early second in a lot of rookie drafts, right? Like, mm-hmm. the guy's good. He's a good receiver who isn't bad at running. He's not one-dimensional. Um, you know, I think his running, you know, translates better in college than it will in the NFL. But he's not zero in the running. Though. He's not a scat back. Um, I think he's, he's somebody who, you know, somebody needs points. They're not getting them out of Rashad White. Maybe they, they bet that they would this year. You know, he's a guy I'm trying to get moved into trades as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like I, I like that. I, I would rather have Rashad White than Brian Robinson right now. That's fair. Isn't that crazy? That's fair. I mean, Brian Robinson has sort of a, well, I don't know if it's really that perception anymore, but that he was the lead back in Washington. He just didn't really do anything with it through four or five weeks. I think I, I think it's – there's only really been that one game where him and Gibson had equal touches, I think. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I don't trust them to use either of them really the right way. But, right. Um, you know, I think there's still a world in which even if he's not the the better player and the more dynamic player that he gets more carries and more touches, um, you know, uh, I, I, I. But then again, like there's a reason that we liked him, right? Like he he wasn't like super elite at anything that he did, but he was well-rounded and had good NFL size, you know, like, yeah, I feel like people who are like, Oh, that's it. He's a plotter. He's slow. We're out. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, no, but then again, sometimes I cling to guys. I like too long. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm out to be honest with you, mm-hmm. but I do also think I missed my window of, you know, I was early out on him and got a couple things for him quickly. Mm-hmm. got stuck with a share and that one i'm i'm gonna hold yeah. at this point i don't think he's worth trading at this point i see what you're saying yeah mm-hmm. you know I, i'm gonna hold and just hope he mm-hmm. um builds back I, you know he the hype on him was really high when he was when he first came back from injury oh yeah i wasn't in on that but but i got garrett know, wilson yeah. for him fuck yeah me. yeah man straight up so I was definitely capitalizing at that point, and I I offered him the other share. I offered him a bunch of places, and it didn't didn't materialize. Mm-hmm. But I was I, I was maybe, trying to get dots in for him. I think he's a guy that you're going to have to like pair with somebody. You know, like you're not really moving him to a contender for anything, but you're gonna you're gonna pair B Rob and Algier, or you know uh, B Rob and something else, Singletary. Right? Yeah, single t- right, and then You're just somebody that you yeah. can put in your lineup if you have to. Um, so tight ends, Najoku, arrow up for a lot of reasons, and he's not scoring points. He's hurt for a couple more weeks, I think. Uh, so mm-hmm. you know he's he's a guy that you might be able to get, um, especially if that you know that contender had Najoku at the value he was at the beginning of the season, and like it's they're tight end three or you know maybe two at best then mm-hmm. you know it, maybe they're comfortable moving the joku because they already have you know i keep bringing up goddard but maybe they already have dalton schultz or whatever yeah i was about to ask you would you rather have Njoku or schultz Njoku. yeah interesting i like him a lot any any value in Taysom hill as a tight end 
I mean, he's somebody that I would that I would move. Yeah, I mean, I just I think he wasn't even really on my radar as part of this conversation, <laughs> but I think you can get something for him. Like if he's knocking around at the end of your roster, you're mm. better off shipping him off for a couple thirds than you are like, you know. Yeah. If you're a contender, would you give up something? Would you give up a couple thirds for him? Depends. In a tight end premium league, throw him into your tight end and he gets you a couple passing touchdowns. I mean, I guess the tight end premium doesn't really work for him because not you're not getting, him. it's not, it's, he's, mm-hmm. you know, I guess it depends on what the premium is. If it's just reception based, then it's not worth it. I mean, or, or is it, or is it just the fact that he can score a rushing and a passing yeah. touchdown in a week? There's, there's a contender who, may value picks lower than some other people or who may for whatever reason has accumulated a little bit of capital there or it has a lot of injuries at tight end what there's a world in which yeah sure go for it yeah. there's a world in which i might on a contender just go out and try and get that guy just because i i feel like i have this mental block about him like i so maybe it's bad but i fucking hate Taysom hill I don't know why. I don't know why. I just don't like him. I I, I refuse to. I thought it was ridiculous that, you, that even at the end of Drew Brees' career, that you're taking a Hall of Famer off the field for that clown. Yeah. You know, I just, that to me just blew my mind. But at this point in his career as a tight end, it's a little cheatery to me. Yeah. I like it a little. If Which, you get him for two thirds, third to fourth, I, I just would like to have it on my bench in case I need right. just an upside play at some point. That's exactly what we're talking about. It works for both sides. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jawan Johnson, speaking of Saints tight ends, is somebody I'm trying to get added into trades. Um, you know, again, I'm thinking they're the tight end three, four on, on a team, you know, get him added into something else that I'm moving. Um Chig O. Uh, I'm a little worried about what the quarterback situation is going to be there, um, but he's he's a guy I like. Um, yeah, I like Chig too. Uh, James Mitchell. Um, you know, I think he's the fantasy points guy to have there, not Brock Wright. I don't know weird. how long lived it's going to be. That's you know, weird. like I don't know yeah. like what they do at tight end next year, but throw in, go for it. James uh, Mitchell to me, the only the only place he's on my radar is on in like a, a campus to camp Canton level depth team. Oh no, you know see, I, I, mean? I like, like him more than that. Yeah, really. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, I could be wrong. Yeah, I'm not. It's okay. Like a lot of people think think the the way you do. I could be very wrong too. You know, I just think he's the more dynamic player than Brock Wright more easily like easily right i mean he did just score a touchdown but i don't think either one of them will be relevant i don't know but you know throw it get him thrown in you know you you never know um jake ferguson is a dalton schultz injury away from being something you could flip um is he can you say the same thing for peyton hendershot no i think i think ferguson would be the next guy up yeah Okay, uh, it's a cool name though. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, a couple more that I want I want your opinion on. What do you think about getting Albert O thrown in as a rebuilder? Yeah. Okay, now, hold on, right? He's lost favor with the team, obviously. 
I don't expect him to be there next year, right? Mm-hmm. We liked him. You know, he's athletic. He did flash here and there. Um, you know, uh, got targets even when Fant was still there. You know, maybe he maybe he moves on to another team, you know, and it's one of those, you know, just clicks. It just that's what they needed was a, a different spot. You know, for you know, for, for the player. I mean, essentially at the price that you're getting them at, what's the risk? He'd have to be like second throwing. I don't want to waste my first throwing on him. I'd rather have a third. That's fair. Um Charlie Kolar mm-hmm. okay, is uh, getting activated off IR. I don't know if he's going – I think he's going to play week 11. They're, I think they're on bye week 10, and he's going to they're play Ravens, 11, right? Yeah, 11, if Andrews isn't, isn't in, right? Obviously, he's not what we think likely is, right? Right. I think he's more of a traditional tight end than likely he's more of a big slot, right? Right. But as a throw in a guy who was drafted 11 spots ahead of likely who we liked coming out of college is a pretty mm-hmm. good pass catcher. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you know, why not get him thrown in? I'm sure. not saying, I'm not saying you go out and say like, you know, target him. I'm saying when you're looking through that contenders roster on sleeper, looking for like, ah, add something and throw something in a bit. He's a guy I'm looking. Yeah. When you look at how many of the later tight ends from this year's draft have produced so far. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who's to say? I mean, Kolar was in the list of those guys. You know, it's uh, Dulcich, Otten, uh, Bellinger. Jelani Woods to a degree mm-hmm. that have at least shown that they can, you know, that they can play. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a lot. That's a lot for one draft, especially in their rookie year. It yeah. feels like it doesn't happen often. Especially when a couple months before the draft, we were told it's McBride, Wiedermeyer, and pray for ring. Yeah. Wiedermeyer is on a practice squad somewhere. I, believe. I don't even know if he's there anymore. I think he is. I think he's uh, hacker. I don't, I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know. But and McBride's the only one that's really not getting run. I mean, he's behind one of the more solid yeah. tight ends in the league. I think Ertz is tight end three. Yeah. Yeah, we still love McBride. It's just a question of, like, we got to see him. Yeah, he's – I mean, he's Ertz's backup. And yeah. I, I have seen him in um, – for whatever reason, I see a lot of Cardinals. But I've seen him in quite a bit, but it's in two tight end sets, and a lot of times he's blocking or, right, yeah. uh, you know, running a route and doesn't get looked at. Mm-hmm. So, uh, last category. This is like my specialty. Um, running back bodies that you're going to get thrown into trades, right? Um, you need to have a valid lineup. Yeah. Know? Especially in two running back leagues, right? Now, you could go the, the route of like adding, like, I don't know, just some technically on a roster guaranteed to score zero points guy from the waivers to fill a spot that you're moving a running back, right? Or try to get some guys thrown in that have upside. I think 
probably a little late as far as a throw-in maybe when it comes to Kyron Williams because people know he's getting activated and it's a barren backfield, mm-hmm. um, you know, or especially, you know, no acres. Ty Chandler I liked coming out of the uh, out of the draft. Akers Matt, is back. Yeah, but Akers, he ran five times for three yards. Yeah. Like, that's what I mean by no acres. Like Their, their offensive line is in shambles. Right, but Kyron Williams, I'm, what I'm saying is – He's got upside. It's not maybe not be for this year, but he's a body that you plug into the running back hole, scores like 0.25 points, and maybe has a future in 23, 24. Mm. I'd rather have Caleb Huntley. I wouldn't. Right on. I wouldn't. I'd rather have Deion Jackson. Because he's no, I wouldn't. Because they're gonna score more points this year, and I don't think they're as good long term. Um, Caleb Huntley is a good little back. Ty Chandler, Madison's a free agent next year. Um, who knows what's going to happen there? Jerome Ford is going to be the Kareem Hunt when Kareem Hunt's gone. Um, you know, what about? Can we go back to the Vikings for a minute? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Have we given up on Kenne and Guangwu? I don't know. I haven't given up on. I just think that like he. I'm holding he's gonna... him on a couple taxis. Oh yeah, I got him in a couple places. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's there's a world in which he's he's he turns out better than Chandler. I just happen to like Chandler better. And okay, you know. Um, you know, Snoop Connor was an interesting guy that I thought like, okay, he's going to get a short yardage or goal line role, uh, at least here and there with J Rob gone. Mm-hmm. No, at the end's actually like, I think statistically, as far as like carries from within the five yard line, actually not doing bad. Um, he's getting a lot of run. Yeah. So overall, but you know, he's also maybe an injury away from having yeah. a role. Oh um, yeah. Is yeah. Is can, can ATN really mm-hmm. with his, I mean, He's not small, but still with his frame, can he hold up? I've never thought he's built for what they're doing with him, but yeah, you know. I, I don't, I, it's a surprise. It, man, he looks great, by the way. but yeah, I don't know if he can really hold up with this usage. So, yes, Noob Connor's a good name. What Jaylen, about Jalen Warren? Yeah, okay. Keontae Ingram. <clears throat> Which one's uh, he again? Keontae Ingram, Cardinals. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Darrell Williams is probably gone next year. James Conner probably gone next year. Might be an Eno Kianta Ingram committee. I think Ingram uh, is, that brings in. I think Ingram is better than people think. Um Hassan Haskins might be a Derrick Henry injury away. That's the one I was thinking about. Yeah. Tyler Beatty, I think, fits the Ravens offense well, but it's kind of crowded there. So he's, Man, he's buried, isn't he? Has he gotten a carry? I think Has he, he been active? Be, uh, I think he might be on IR at the moment or was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. But Tristan Ebner. I remember that name. Is he on a squad or is he on a practice squad? Bears. Active roster. Oh, um, okay. Monty gone next year. Mm-hmm. Um, Ebner has been described as um, runs routes as good or better than Herbert and Monty mm-hmm. and has the NFL size to also be a runner. Again, he's not going to have a huge role, but there's a world in which he's the two with Monty gone next year. He gets a little run in a committee. He's an injury. He's a Khalil Herbert injury away from having trade value. Get him thrown in. These seem like guys to look out for on your way for wire. Mm-hmm. Some of these guys. Kylan Hill. Packers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of pros and cons right uh, i talked a lot about him 
I think for whatever reason on, on when I did the solo episode, but um, you know, obviously the ACL thing, right. But he's mm-hmm. coming off IR, right. He's in the Aaron Jones mold. Let's say Aaron Jones doesn't come back next year. Uh, and it's Kylan Hill competing with Tyler Goodson and AJ Dillon for playing time. You know, um, the story with Kylan Hill is very interesting. Um, I'll try to, I'll try to keep it short. He's, he, he opted out of most of 2020 after a one game suspension from coach Mike Leach at Mississippi I was about State. To ask, I was yeah. about to ask you who the hell is he? Cause I, yeah. I've been hearing the name the last yeah. few weeks, but I don't know where he came from. And I'm so, yeah. getting him mixed up with Kyron Williams. So he was taken almost Mr. Irrelevant round seven, pick 29. Okay. Right. Um, but I think part of that is because he sat out so much and because he, he, he opted out after a one game suspension and, you know, that, that get, you know, red flags or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But up uh, his first two years in college, very productive. Mike Leach comes into Mississippi state uh, institutes, the air raid offense doesn't really fit Kylan Hills running very well, but he proved he had receiving chops in that offense. Uh, and then the suspension happens. And then he, and then he uh, opts out for the rest of 2020, obviously ACL, right. Um, there's pros and cons, you know, uh, to, to, to all of it. I, I could go on more about the pros and cons, but you know what? The other thing too, that makes me love him and he will retire on any roster that I have him on. He threatened to cut ties with Mississippi state. If the state of Mississippi didn't change its state flag to remove the part that had the Confederate flag in it. So he will, he will retire on whatever roster I have but yeah you know again this is a throw-in right I mean I I moved like a a like a fourth for him for Kylan and a fifth I literally moved a fifth for him Uh, I got him thrown into a trade like again I'm not saying like who these guys pop out as like but you know when you're in a rebuild mode and you're trying to onboard guys who aren't scoring points and you need to plug a running back into a running back spot especially in a two RB league why not? Why not do it with a guy who may have upside rather than uh, I don't know uh, picking Malik Davis off the waiver wire? Who uh, running back on the uh, Cowboys? Oh, or Philip Lindsay, Matt Breedas of the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. roster cloggers. Yeah. Edward, yeah, you know guys that you might be able to move to your taxi squad in the off season. Mm-hmm. Assuming taxi squads are most taxi squads are closed in season, right? Or is that oh, yeah, just yeah, 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 the yeah. leagues I'm in? Yeah, and, and a lot of and a lot of taxi squads too are like a rookie can stay on there, but you can't put a non-rookie on. You know what I mean? Like like right, if, the, right. if, if the rookie's in his second year, he can stay on there, right? But like yeah. if you if you buy Kylan Hill now, you can't put him on taxi in, in the off season. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, okay, yeah, makes sense. But you know, just something to think about. Like you know, I'm just trying to give people a menu. You know, maybe some things they don't think of. Guys that are in the NFL, like, you know, like we're talking where we've talked about Caleb Huntley, right? He has a role. If you, if you stick him in your lineup, you probably going to get a few points if you really need it. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know who he was coming into the year. No. So it's nice that we talk about some of these names so people can at least be familiar with them if they pop up. If they made it this late in the. In the- <laughs> yeah. If you're still with us. But let's face it, we have we have uh, 
our, our, our legion of fans may be small, but they are they're diehard. <laughs> diehard. They're gonna go through the whole thing. Right on. Right. Um, do do you have any fever and chills this week that you want to talk about? I mean, I have a couple, but we can skip it if if you if you're I forgot you're drawing a blank. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, and unfortunately, um. Yeah, I, I'm, I was I was very distracted this this week because of um, the World Series and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. loss, and you know it, it just took me a little while to recover, and I just wasn't watching with the same eyes. I watched football on Sunday, but it wasn't with the same. All right, so I guess it's time then to land the plane and sign off. Uh, plugs, Jesse, where can they find you? Here on Dynasty Fever, most weeks when I'm feeling up to it. But right. yeah, pretty much every week. And then I, I am on another podcast, Dynasty War Games. We talk about it a lot. Uh, we go live on Sunday, Sundays or Monday nights. Um, it's been hard to nail down a a, a a specific day, but we're also on the Dynasty Warzone Network podcast network. So you can look for us there. All right. You can find me at FFJunkie uh, underscore on Twitter. Uh, I occasionally write articles or contribute to the waiver wire article at goingfor2.com, which is where you can also find uh, my dynasty rankings such as they are. Uh, and from that going for two team, I do a live podcast on Saturdays at 7:30 Eastern on YouTube. Um, you can follow this show at dynasty fever pod on Twitter. And uh, I'm glad you made it this far. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks. Young and lovely, the girl from Ipanema goes walking, and when she passes, each one she passes goes. Ah. When she walks, she's like a samba that swings so cool and sways so gently that when she passes, each one.